the marathon. 26.2 miles of pain, agony, and just maybe some self-enlightenment. But training for your first marathon doesn't have to be a lonely process. There's lots of places in the Fraser Valley that offer learn-to-run programs for folks who want to take on the challenge of running their first marathon. Luckily for us, at FitSpeak, our behind-the-ears researcher and writer, Zach Newfeld is a marathon training group leader for The Running Room. In this FitSpeak Express interview, we hear the stories from two of Zach's first-time marathon completers, Tiffany and Rhonda. They tell us what they experienced in training for and participating in their very first marathon. So I guess the first question should be, uh, Tiffany, was this your first marathon? Yes, it was. And for yourself? Yes, it was. And Zach, was this the first time you had actually led a marathon clinic? Uh, It was actually, Kevin. Before getting into uh, running your very first marathon, I'm interested in knowing what was your athletic background before getting into the clinic? Okay, um, well, for the most part of my adult life, um, I was an occasional runner, and I ran a few sun runs and run for water events, but never went beyond 10K. Up until a year and a half ago, I finally broke through the mental block and signed up for a half marathon, and I did I did three half marathon races last year before I started on the marathon clinic. So you developed a lot of confidence. Running a half marathon is a big step compared to running just a 10K. Absolutely, yeah. And what about yourself, Rhonda? I've been running uh, for probably more than 20 years, mostly 10Ks, um, several 5Ks, and I've done four half marathons. And so this was my first time doing a full marathon. What was your motivation to do a marathon and taking it up to the next level? I just decided I needed to do one because if I've been running this long, I need to run this far <laughs> as well. <laughs> and yourself, Tiffany? Yeah, very similar. I My motivation was just to do it once and brag about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. So we'll get to uh, some of the lessons you learned and maybe that what-if question a bit later on. But taking a look at the path to the start line, I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. What did you find, Tiffany, the, the hardest part of your marathon training? The hardest part has to be when I found out that I was injured. So the thought of being sidelined and not able to go for the race was heartbreaking. So so what happened? Well, I, I did some... I crammed all my training together. I was trying to make up for the weekly mileage because there's a weekly mileage to meet and I was I missed a few r- days and so I tried to do the all the workouts like in back to back and that's how I got injured. It was my IT band injury. And did you overcome that injury? Yes, I did. I went to the physiotherapist uh, and get a checkout and uh, follow the treatments. And so you had quite the journey to the start line. And what about yourself, Rhonda? Were you faced with any challenges, difficult parts of training? Um, I had one, after one particular race day, I did have a little problem with my IT band, but I found that if I just by stretching it out a lot, that's what I really needed was to stretch a lot. So that took care of that problem. Um, I did have some issues with my right foot. I was feeling some numbness and some pain going up to my knee. Um, but I went to the chiropractor and I went to the um, massage um, and physio and they took care of that. So Now, were these uh, professionals that you had been to previously or is this something that came about as a result of doing all that big mileage? Um, no, I've been to them before. Um, 
for different reasons, but this time I went for the pain in my foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Zach, what about yourself? First time leading a marathon group, getting organized, being responsible for uh, your own group of people. What were some of the challenges in, you know, getting organized or leading these groups? Um, I think, I, well, I like you said, like I said, I guess, I had never run a marathon clinic before. So I really didn't know what I was getting into apart from being in uh, the clinic is about a year ago, I believe. So um, I think preparing the curriculum was probably the, the most difficult part because I really enjoy working with people. Um, I love the running aspect of it. Um, oh, I guess I could add as well, being there for other people and not doing your own training routine. Mm -hmm. So I definitely had to make sure I was there uh, to train for others. <laughs> And Zach was talking about part of the enjoyment, working with people. Rhonda, what was the biggest enjoyment or some of the thrills and happy moments you've had in the training process for your first marathon? Um, probably the, well, meeting the people was the best part of it and training with these wonderful people. That was the best part. But the other part was watching the progress and actually realizing that the hill training was paying off and mm -hmm. um, that you that we were actually getting stronger and we were just watching the progress. That was that was great. So the social aspect, also the physical yeah. results, especially as a result of the hill training. Mm -hmm. um, Tiffany, what were some of the fun parts, the enjoyable parts for you? Yeah, very similar in a sense that um, when we had to go out in the rain or on a... <laughs> snowy night yeah knowing that we are all in this together was 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 fun as well like uh Rhonda said that um i enjoyed the most when i broke my own record for the longest distance because up until then i only did a half marathon race right so every time i go beyond 21 is that like, oh 23 right, to 26 right. oh my god 29 like yeah. that, those were very every time self-revealing like i can actually do this oh my god yeah that <laughs> was a fun the fun part so you're able to do that and amaze yourself in the process. Another question, kind of a personal question. So when you announced, because training for a marathon takes a lot of time. So when you said to your, your friends, your family, perhaps your coworkers, you're going to run a marathon. How did they take that? Um, they looked surprised when they heard that, but I think... I think they, they did not say this out loud, but I think they must have thought that, oh, I was too crazy and too overly obsessed with this newfound interest. I think from the look of their face, they, I felt that they thought I was quite crazy. <laughs> they, I don't think they were sure that I would be able to follow that through. Yeah. And yourself, Rhonda? Um, actually, my family was very, very happy for me. Um, I actually did try to uh, train for a marathon about six years ago, but I injured my knee so badly I had to quit. Um, I had registered to run the New York City Marathon, and wow. that's my wow. dream. Mm. So I was I had to cancel that. And um, so when I told my husband and my son that I was gonna I was gonna try again, they were very happy for me because I know they know it's been a bucket list for a long, long time. Mm. Yeah. So they were very supportive. Now. Training for a marathon, as Zach knows, takes a, a lot of time. How did that impact your day-to-day -day life with your family, with your friends, uh, perhaps with uh, your job uh, responsibilities? Tiffany? Oh, the training greatly impacts my day-to-day -day life in many ways. Um, for one, I had to plan ahead, you know, like uh, to accommodate for the training. For example, I needed to plan for the weeknight dinners to accommodate for the uh, clinic schedule. And because I go to church, 
and I was unable to join the Sunday long runs. So I have to do some Saturday long runs on my own, like 29K with myself mm-hmm. is too long, I found that out. <laughs> I also find that I needed to go to bed earlier to get enough sleep because you constantly feel tired. And I also find that I was constantly hung- hungry all the time, which was, I think, kind of enjoyable. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. You, you get to eat all you want and not feeling guilty because you've been so much. So, yeah. So, yeah, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. And Rhonda, what about yourself? Uh, I think pretty much Tiffany said it really well. I I mean, up until probably the last month before, I I think it's not as impacted, but that last month, everything is impacted. So (laughs) every decision you make is about the marathon, right? (laughs) was for me anyways. When am I going to go to bed? How is it going to affect the marathon? What am I going to eat? How is it going to affect the marathon, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do, right? Everything, right? It really becomes a kind of a singular focus in work and the other things are kind of along for the ride. But this, you know, it's a, it's a limited time offer. It's a special time in your life. Yes. You're focused so long for this. And so, yeah, you bring a lot of uh, personal investment when you're doing that, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. running room put on. Uh, John Stanton hands the keys over to his own group for Zach. Um, Tell us a little bit about how the specific running room clinic sessions prepared you for the marathon. Mostly the the program is very well set out and and it's it's very progressive and it's very positive. So the times that you feel like you're in doubt and you can't do it, there's people always telling you that you can and there's story after story of people who've been in the same situation you've been in thinking they can't do it and they mm-hmm. do it anyways right mm-hmm. so i think the positivity of and the reinforcement it's a proof it's proven it's a proven program right so mm-hmm. knowing that it's proven that just stayed in the back of my mind every time i i doubted myself it was like it's a proven program rhonda so just go do it mm-hmm. right there's no reason why you can't do it. Everybody else has done it. Mm-hmm. I'm interested because um, your first one didn't succeed. Were you training with the running room then or by yourself? The first one, I was training with the running room then. However, I was in the wrong shoes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the shoes. I, I did not know that I was in the wrong shoes. So I, I actually pronated. Mm-hmm. And so I was in neutral shoes. I did not know. I just bought shoes that were comfortable. And so when I finally bought shoes that were designed for my feet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was much better. Plus a little bit of extra um, cross training and some extra stretching that I did this time that I didn't do last time, right? Mm-hmm. So being in the right shoes and stretching, yeah. Okay, good advice to know. Yeah. Um, Tiffany, for yourself, um, benefits of taking the running room clinic? Um, I learned about the run one walk one method, which was very helpful, especially when I found out that I got injured. So the method was easier on my injury or maybe rather recovery as well. The mental part about it, right? The mental part, um, the mental stress about the injury. And also the training program was very variable in the sense that I know how much I should run when. I learned it in a hard way that I should not back, um, pack the three hard workouts yes. back to back i think you were doing three three workouts in a row at one point weren't you that's, starting with the long run that's right i was doing long run and then tempo and then heel training like back so, to back that's that's just too much i guess hey yeah so that really put my it band into yeah injury <laughs> so <laughs> i learned well, you the hard learned. work you learned yeah exactly so i learned to respect the training program, the program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And we know uh, the next question, I guess, is pretty self-explanatory. Tiffany experienced some injury along the way. What about yourself, Rhonda? Any unexpected challenges? 
Yeah, the foot of snow we had to run to on the occasion. That was very the, unexpected. The winter from heck. Yeah, yeah the winter was unexpected <laughs> and very challenging. So any epic runs that you can tell us about where you uh, became this warrior to get through your first marathon? Well, I ran January 1st in my boots, so that's the first time I ran in my boots. <laughs> but the Whoa. snow was like a foot deep, and it's like I just felt like that was the thing I needed to do. So that's what I did. How, how long was that run? Just, that was a 5K that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's not too bad. <laughs> As you get closer and closer to the to the big day, um, there's the big night, the, the last supper almost. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling the night before the race, Tiffany? I was stoked. I mean, I could not believe it was happening because, like I said, I was injured and I thought at one point that I wouldn't be able to go for the race. So when it was happening, I was so excited. I couldn't fall asleep. I don't think I slept at all, but my Fitbit says that I did for three hours. <laughs> but, but I did not feel that. I felt like I was just in between dreams and reality, you know, like consciousness. So, no, it was ex- beyond. I couldn't describe the feelings. It's just so excited. And can you remember your last meal? Yes, I did. Uh, my friend, uh, a friend of ours, invited over, and I, 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 I shouldn't have gone for it, but then I just needed to relax, right? I said, okay, I'll go for it. So I, it was a friend's at a friend's place. They were having their anniversary um, dinner, so oh. we were invited last minute. But uh, yeah, don't ask me exactly what I had. What okay. <laughs> did you eat? <laughs> Rhonda, can you remember that last supper? Well, I know I had chicken and rice and vegetables, <laughs> but I don't remember what vegetables. <laughs> For me, it was, um, it, that night was, I was actually very excited, but I was actually very um, calm. Like, I was quite calm because I had knew I had done everything I could, and now well, I needed to just go do it, right? There was nothing more I could have done. In the scope of my lifestyle, mm-hmm. I did everything I could, and so I was confident, and I was calm, and... There's nothing more I could do, so that's good. One of the things that uh, I don't know if you know about Zach, he's our latest FitSpeak correspondent. He does a twice-monthly feature called Between the Ears, which is a look at the mental and spiritual and social aspects of running. Um, was Zach preparing you in other ways for the marathon in those ways, or was that something that you looked at, or were you more just into put it in, uh, putting in the mileage, rather? Um no, I think, you know, he did, did share some of that stuff with us and he gave us some um, tips and other things to think about on the run besides the pain you're in or the distance <laughs> or the kilometers you have yeah. to go yet. Or, and he, he gave us some really interesting things to think about along the way. So absolutely. Yeah. What sort of information was that been, Zach? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me think here. Well, there's several different things. It's always, it's about the mind games, right? So just uh, going off the top of my head, I guess, I what I used in a race, I guess it was last weekend when we were on the island in Nanaimo. It's uh, going to the present moment, and I guess is what I, I guess I would call it, is where you're just, you tell yourself in that moment, I could do this forever and just see if you can believe it. <laughs> and then at some point you realize, hey, if I'm just here and I'm not thinking about uh, the next 30 kilometers, I'm just here uh, running to that corner, then it's not as big of a, an ordeal. Tiffany said that she didn't really sleep too well the night before. What about yourself, Rhonda? I think I slept about six hours. Whoa. Yeah. We're all, we're all kind of envious. That, that's a pretty good sleep <laughs> yeah, before a, yeah, a big event. Yeah. So you wake up, have a pre-race meal, get to the race site, gun goes off, lots of people. How did your initial emotions 
uh, how, how, what were you feeling in that, those first couple of uh, miles of your run? Uh, Tiffany? Um, I was very cons- conservative. Again, it's because of my injury. I wasn't sure how it's going to uh, come up again, if ever. So I was very conservative. I was enjoying the race, but at the same time, very kind of reserved. I'm like, what is, you know, uh, feeling and watching for my injury. But um, for the most part, well, you're asking for the first few kilometers. Yeah. So, no, I was enjoying the race and uh, watching my heart rate and uh, being very careful for the first few mm-hmm. kilometers. Yeah, just being wise and holding back a little bit. Yeah. Yourself, Rhonda? I, I just felt happy. I was I was just happy to be there. I was really excited and as happy to be there. And I was, yeah, just enjoying the scenery, enjoying the people, enjoying the the um, spectators and the people cheering you along, like the guy who had a sign at at the second kilometer saying only one lap left to go. <laughs> like oh, lap around the whole city. But yeah, it's just one lap. <laughs> that was at about kilometer two, so. <laughs> yeah. So as the race progresses, uh, things can change. Um, you know, your sugar levels go up and down. Maybe your arches start to get a bit more mushy. Uh, whatever the case is, what were some of the challenges, Tiffany, that you experienced during the marathon and how did you overcome them? Actually, for the most part during my marathon, if not all, I was feeling very, we ha- we went to the same race. <laughs> I was yeah. feeling super happy and grateful and excited and like on top of the wall and enjoying every bit of it. And I, because I think mostly because um, I was anticipating my pain and, ju- in, and injury would come in and it did not come in at all. So I was wow. overwhelmed with joy. Mm, yes. So that's why I was overwhelmed with gratefulness. And I was like thinking about, oh, I owe this to Zach, I owe this to Rhonda. Oh. And, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of people to thank. Like I already think of what I'm going to write on Facebook, thank this and thank God and thank my family. <laughs> so I, yeah, so talking about challenge, I to my surprise, there was no challenge because the biggest challenge would be the injury and pain, right, but yes. it did not come. So I was so surprised I if I have to pick one it was when I was at the last eight kilometers marker I look at my watch I was four hours and 15 minutes into the race and I'm like I probably it would be nice if I can come under five right that was mm-hmm. my thought but then I was running with my husband who has not trained oh. and who started struggle having struggles um with the cramp cramps sorry cramps yeah, so he was cramping and I'm like oh you're slowing me down. <laughs> Should I abandon you? <laughs> but then I quickly changed my mindset. I'm like, you know what? Let's just embrace this, f- our first marathon together. Let's just embrace it. So I just don't let the time go bother me. And I was able to enjoy the race for the rest of it. So, so an overwhelmingly positive experience for you. Very. Is that I was talking That's to good. Zach on the, on the way here. Like I'm probably a very atypical experience because I did not feel any you know i did not hit the wall i did not like all those all those scary things that um would happen so i did not it was mostly like positive yeah so overcame injury learned a lot from zach followed the training program and the results came and they were very positive Rhonda, what about you um unexpected challenges along the way and how did you deal with yours um for me, I, I think it was just the fatigue. I was getting very, very tired. My muscles were getting very sore. And um, it, I was going slower than I thought I was going to be going. And people were passing me. And so I was feeling a little bit like um, I thought I, I, I had trained better than this. I didn't think I'd be way at the back of the pack. And I was pretty far at the back of the pack. So that was hard, a little bit hard on me. But 
anyways, it was a, it was what it was and it was a great experience, right? It really, the last, the last five kilometers were hard. Um, but when you got to the finish line, it was like, yahoo, right? <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. So would you do it again? Absolutely. Um, signed up for anything yet? 10K on Sunday, but nothing longer than that right now. <laughs> and what about yourself, Tiffany? Another marathon in your future? Absolutely. I signed up for the next year race, like within the first oh, week. Awesome. Yeah, but it's kind of too far out, right? Next year. So I'm thinking, I'm hoping to do one maybe maybe later in the year. Yeah. Another marathon, that is? I hope so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope so. Wow. It's a big time commitment, right, as mm, we all true. know. So I, I'm... I'm Hoping, because I, I really enjoyed it. I really want to do it. Uh, a year is a, a bit too long to wait. So, yeah, I'm hoping for the one later this year. Hoping. <laughs> so, what would your high school phys ed teacher tell or say if he saw you crossing the finish line that day? I have no idea. That was like a million years ago. <laughs> I don't know. And he, was he a believer? Was he a long-distance runner himself? Or what kind of experiences did you have in, in phys ed? Or did it have any bearing on where you are today? Um, you know, I do remember in grade 12 that I was very active in phys ed. And um, that was one of the years that I was quite fit. So I, I think that the, he, they, he, him or her, I don't remember, would be proud of okay. me. <laughs> yeah, I think so. What about yourself, Tiffany? Well, uh, my high school class was pretty big, so I doubt that my physics teacher would remember me. But if he did, he would be so surprised that I actually had the guts to go for a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he would be he would be proud. Yeah, I'm sure he would be. Yeah. So let's uh, switch the shoes from student to teachers now. Obviously, you've uh, had the experience of running a marathon successfully, and it sounds like you had oh, generally a very positive experience through the running room and through Zach's training. What sort of advice would you give Rhonda to a, a first time, whether it's a man or a woman, a person who's you know a, a more mature age, we'll put it gently that way, who wants to get into running and has this kind of gleam in their eye that you know one day they want to run a marathon? What advice would you give to them? Start at the beginning. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Start with the learn to run or a 5K clinic and then take the next clinic and then the next one and have realistic expectations. Um, don't think you're going to go out and, you know, run a marathon, you know, in four months from now or six months from now. It, it could happen, but it's probably not the best way to do it. Take your time, do it properly, do it step by step. And um, don't miss training runs. Training runs are really important, <laughs> very important, because if you get behind, then that's really hard. You can't make it up, right, Tiffany? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Tiffany, your, your chance to share some insight. Um, what advice would you give somebody? If it's a new, newbie to running, I would advise be patient. I mean, I think running is, running is hard for most people, but it may not get easier or it might, but you will definitely get stronger. And be patient and you will be amazed at how much you will improve. I think as a newbie, mm -hmm. there's so much room to improve and you will be so excited to learn, you know, once you improve. So I think that's exciting to find out. But for someone who wants to run a marathon, I would advise don't get injured. Respect the training program, and also that um, the second advice is I would uh, give is to join a clinic because long, especially for long runs, are uh, easier as a group, mm -hmm. and you can learn from the speakers, you can learn from yeah. the leader, you can from, learn from each other, mm -hmm. and yeah. get so much support. 
Yeah, that's... Uh, and sometimes, you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You all, yeah, that's right. And then the last thing I would say is, if, don't think about it, just go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. sometimes yeah. it's just best to suspend reality and just uh, go with the flow. For sure, don't Zach, think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> what about yourself in leading your first group? What did you learn from that? Oh, I, I learned so much, I guess, like just... I, I'm, I'm a lone wolf, I guess you could say, I guess kind of like Lionel Sanders likes mm-hmm. to say. Um, I started training, I guess kind of like Rhonda said, I, I, I thought that, okay, I'm going to, I started with triathlon and I thought, okay, I'm going to work my way up. And it took four years increasing the distance from sprint to Olympic to um, half iron to Ironman. Um, so I did that, but I did it alone. And uh, there are just so many things that I, I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing or things I wasn't doing that I probably could be. Um, and, uh, since taking clinics myself or leading them, I've just, I've seen so many, uh, examples of things that I've been able to kind of speak into people's lives and say, or into their training and just say, Hey, you could use a little bit of this here and there, or maybe you shouldn't be doing that. That's absolutely terrible. Um, and it's just, it's made a huge difference in my training and other people's training as well. Uh, one final question. So Tiffany, if you could do one thing differently for your next marathon, what would that be? Uh, like I said many times, I will follow the training program mm-hmm. <laughs> more um, better. I just underestimated that. So I will be, yeah, just um, maybe run, because it was my first marathon. I just wanted to complete it uh, and be happy about it. But would then- you run the next with your husband? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I think um, he, yeah, no, we had, it was a good experience, but I think that was, it was hard to beat, you by the way. Keep you would keep slow you down. You <laughs> better don't listen to this one. <laughs> and Rhonda, what about yourself? If you could change something. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about this one. Hmm. I, I, it was, it was what it was and it was perfect. But um, for my next one, I'm going to, I am going to focus more on my time because I really, this one, I realized that I, as Shelley said to me, I stopped and had a picnic along the way. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but I wouldn't trade the picnic for anything. No, so no, You had a lot of support. We had a, I had a lot of support. I had family at the sidelines. Uh, I stopped. We hugged. We had a little chat. We took pictures. And, <laughs> and then I wondered why my time was the way it was, right? So the next time I'm going to do it for speed. <laughs> I'll wave as I go by. That's about it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank welcome, you. thank you. Yeah. And thank you, Zach. Oh, you're welcome. So there we have it. Some pretty happy people, Rhonda and Tiffany, being able to run their very first marathon. Thanks to the folks at the Running Room and their coach, Zach Newfeld. And highly recommended the Running Room program. If you're interested in doing your very first, not quite sure how to do it, why not hit up the Running Room website? That's runningroom.com. For Fit Speak Express, I'm Kevin Hines. <laughs>